0: Welcome back to the Heal Your Burnout podcast. This is episode number four, The Modern Guide to Codependency and Burnout. This is part two of a four-part series. In this episode, I'll get into how to recognize codependency. I'll further elaborate not just on codependency in relationships, but identifying codependent behavior in the workplace, recognizing behaviors that specifically contribute to burnout, and I will share my own personal insights and experiences along with different check-in questions that you will need to move forward and recognize codependent behavioral patterns in your own life. Let's get right to it in three, two, one. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive Patty, Miss I Can Do It All, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week, I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering you insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the Heal Your Burnout podcast. Let's get right to it. We're talking about codependency and burnout. In the first episode of this four-part series, we got really clear on what it means to be codependent. You already know, it's the abandonment of self. And surprise, it can't just happen in romantic partnerships. It could show up in the workplace. Whenever you abandon yourself, to appease another person, that's a codependent behavior. And in the workplace, this could wreak havoc on professional relationships, on your performance, and on your overall well-being. So we definitely need to talk about it. And some telltale signs that you could be struggling with codependency in the workplace is, I would say, a red flag symptom is, Miss, I can do it all. I can do it all. Oh, I got an email to take on an extra project. I'm in. Oh, they need a volunteer to do X, Y, Z. I'm on it. Oh, okay, there's this opportunity that came up to serve on this committee. Sign me up. It's the queen of saying yes to everything. Saying yes to everything and also craving approval. I would say craving approval is the the second red flag. Needing that validation from your boss. Needing your boss to tell you how great you are. Should that feel good? Yeah, it feels really good to hear that you're doing a great job. That feels wonderful. You shouldn't need it all the time though. I think one of the key skills to being a professional is being able to evaluate yourself and having the self-awareness to say, hey, this is what I'm good at and this is what I need to work on. Is it wonderful to have a mentor to give you more direct feedback? Absolutely. Should you always need a pat on the back? Not every single time. It's nice, but it shouldn't be something that you need always. Because when, when your self-esteem or when your validation comes from external sources, it's never enough. It has to come from within you. So that's red flag number two, always needing validation. And building off of that, red flag number three would be always needing to hustle for that validation. Needing to perform to feel good enough. Needing to get awards, get titles, be the best. Are those things great? Yeah, it feels great to be recognized for your hard work. Is it something that you should need every single time? No, it's not. You shouldn't feel like you need to say yes to everything in order to stay in your boss's good graces to be a productive employee or to be a valuable employee for that matter. I would say another telltale sign is struggling with communication. Feeling like you need to suppress what you're feeling, minimize what you're feeling, and feeling like you can't ask for what you need in the workplace. Last but not least, another red flag would be struggling to delegate, struggling to ask for help because when you think you could do it all Chances are you also struggle with wanting to have control of everything and not being able to to allow someone else the privilege of taking on an additional project. You want to have your hands all over it. Um, I know for me personally, when I was eyeballs deep in codependency, this showed up in the workplace as well. And the root of that was always, I wanted to be excellent at what I did, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. But... I always wanted everyone to view me positively and I always wanted to be the best and I never wanted to do anything wrong I never wanted to go against this imaginary rule book that I made up in my own head and in graduate school I really was pushed this narrative that you never want to be unprofessional you never want to burn a bridge and somewhere in that that process I went from Being so afraid of being unprofessional that I became this passive robot. Never checking in on myself. Always saying yes. Always worrying about what people thought of me and wanting to be viewed positively. Wanting to control others' perceptions of me. And I never communicated my needs at all. I never even knew what I actually needed to feel better. Because I just was so disconnected with myself. And I think there's a really big myth that when you ask for what you need, that makes you unprofessional. Because there's a huge extreme. There's being unprofessional or being aggressive, and then there's the opposite extreme of being way too passive. And somewhere in the middle is the appropriate assertive response. And it wasn't until I found that assertiveness, and before the assertiveness came the ability to really connect with myself and understand What do I need to feel better? And today, in this episode, I want to share with what you could do to check in on yourself. So just to rattle off a laundry list here, in the workplace, for me, this showed up as needing to respond to emails as soon as they came in, almost like instant messenger, having difficulty disconnecting from work, outside of work, saying yes when I meant no, not asking for what I needed, not understanding what I needed, Biting my tongue, not sharing ideas when I wanted to, feeling not good enough, having low self-esteem, not speaking up for myself, letting my boss bully me, tolerating passive aggressive behavior in the workplace, and shoulding all over myself, making up this imaginary list of shoulds that I should be doing. And this left me so exhausted and so run down. And just some other ideas as to how this, this could show up in the workplace. It could show up by saying yes so much that eventually you become so resentful that it really tarnishes relationships that you have at work. And so controlling that you can't delegate ever. You can't delegate because you don't trust anyone you don't trust yourself and, and then therefore you don't trust anyone else. You don't trust yourself to be enough without constantly hustling or performing or getting the awards or getting the recognition. And I know personally working in the healthcare field not only is, is hard work, it it's a part of the it's the nature of the beast. It's what we do. We work hard. We work incredibly hard. But somewhere along the line you bring together a bunch of overachievers and you tell them to work together. Well, what do you think happens? Everyone wants to overachieve. And it becomes this, this competitive, I'm gonna see what that person is doing so I could do more or I'm going to try to gain approval so I don't feel inadequate. And I think whenever you find yourself suppressing feelings and not communicating what you're thinking or feeling, that's really where you're setting yourself up to feel resentful or angry. And from our previous episode, we talked about how when resentment goes unprocessed, it could lead to burnout. And whenever we have that resentment, many of our minds as women go to, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty for being resentful. For being resentful, I I feel so, so guilty. Who am I to feel that way? I should be grateful. And we really spend a lot of times beating ourselves up. So... I'm here in this episode to dispel that it is not unprofessional to communicate your needs, especially to your employer, because employers, they want you to be productive. They want you to produce the best work possible. They want you to enjoy being at work. And when you're productive and when you enjoy your work, you produce quality material. That's what they want. They want quality employees. and. I think all of us could agree that when you're saying yes to everything, when you're on the way to burnout, you're not producing quality work. And the scariest part is that you probably don't even realize that your work is suffering. Because I remember when I was so exhausted and and just so quote over it, I would have swore that my work was just like stellar but here it just was it was okay it was getting the job done but it could have been so much better if i just communicated what i needed and spent more time connecting with myself and being more intentional about my actions remember that your employer wants to have a positive relationship with you and i know that could be really hard to hear and to accept but ultimately they want a situation where you want to stay working for them so they don't have to replace you. And they want it to be a win-win, just like you want it to be a win-win. You want to feel better about working there. So what the heck can you do about this? And this also ties into personal relationships because everything that we're talking about ties in directly to caretaking, ties in directly to communicating and having win-win situations in your personal relationships. So what you could do is, it depends on the situation. If you're the person taking on too much, who lacks boundaries, who doesn't check in with herself, you could really spend some time checking in, get clear on not only what are you good at, but what do you enjoy doing, how are you spending your time at work, Look at your job description. How much of what you're doing is in your job description and how much isn't. Make a list of of what you're doing on a daily basis and get a really clear picture on where you're starting from. Approach it with radical honesty. There's, There's nothing good or bad about this. It's just taking an honest inventory. What are you enjoying doing? Surprise if you're saying yes to everything you can't be loving everything that you're touching you can't be a hundred percent and giving your 100 percent to every project that you have and if you find yourself looking at what you're doing and saying i love it all i'm doing excellent at everything it's time to tag team in a mentor someone who's not going to say yes susie you're perfect but someone who's going to say you know what Wait, let's talk about it. There are things that, that are suffering because you're not able to give everything your 100%. Someone who's going to give you honest feedback. The next step from there would be delegating or asking for help a little at a time, obviously it's not going to happen overnight, but picking one thing that you could delegate away. Have a conversation with a boss or mentor and make, it, make an action plan. Hold yourself accountable and check in with yourself. So that in six weeks, you actually produce change. You're not right back to where you started. Now, if you're anything like in the situation that I was in, not only was I taking on these characteristics, but I was in a community of other women taking on these characteristics. So the best antidote for this is communication. Is having open, honest communication in private, about what's going on here, and keeping the conversation non-emotional, objective, and really honing in on your communication skills. An excellent book that I would recommend is um, Crucial Conversations. I'll put that in the show notes. But really being able to speak to what you've noticed with the other person as they're taking on too much, and asking open-ended questions. What do you think? So... Hey, Susie, I notice that you don't seem to be delegating anything away and you seem really spread thin at work. I notice that you have some projects that I'd really love to help you out with. Or I know Becky on our team would love to help you out with. What do you think of that? What are your thoughts? And having these conversations, here's the thing sitting down with someone who's also spreading themselves too thin, just making the move to do that is so productive because when you bring something into the light, you bring it to the surface. So now you're having a productive conversation about it. But at the end of the day, just because you're talking about it doesn't mean that you could control it. So remember, the intention of your conversation isn't to change the other person, it's to bring it to the surface. Bring the issue to the surface. and the behaviors of you or your coworkers not setting boundaries and not asking for what you need will lead to burnout. Because the less things that we do that fuel our soul, the further and further away we get from bliss, that, that we get closer to burnout. And having open conversations about where boundaries need to be laid and getting really clear on what are your weak areas is only going to help a team move forward together. And a true leader is not only able to hear a boundary request from an employee, but is able to recognize on the flip side when an employee is struggling to set boundaries and is able to Come alongside them and help them identify where boundaries need to be laid. Because at the end of the day, does it feel good in certain seasons to take on everything and to feel like Superwoman? Yes, temporarily it might. But it's not sustainable. It will lead you, leave you feeling exhausted. It will leave you feeling run down and unfulfilled. You can't be everything to everyone at all times. One of my favorite mantras you can do anything but not everything my challenge for you is check in with yourself what are you pretending to not know where are you saying yes when you should be saying no where are you performing for worthiness that's a tough question to answer that takes some radical honesty to answer all three of those questions but especially that last question Those are the thoughts I have for you. Remember, the disease to please is called a disease for a reason. It will leave you feeling exhausted, worthless, disengaged. It will put you in this perpetual state of performing, always being reactionary and performing. It does not have to be that way. There is a middle ground where you can be assertive and you can thrive. In parts three and four, we're going to move from recognizing codependency to healing from codependency. And you're not going to want to miss parts three and four. So stay tuned. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. And until then, sending you love and light. Talk to you soon. Hey, friend. Before you leave, please head on over to iTunes Podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connelly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with